Welcome to Canadian Equities, a short bi-weekly podcast series where we speak with top business leaders and hear their perspectives on the industries in which they operate. For the full-length version, find our link in the podcast notes or connect with us at acumencapital.com. I am your host, Robert Cooper. Today, I am pleased to have with me Alaris Equity Partners CEO, Steve King. Alaris is an innovative finance company that has successfully invested over $1.8 billion of capital since 2006 into private businesses across North America, focusing on entrepreneur-led organizations. Given its position in the market, Alaris has developed meaningful insights into the private capital industry, broader economy, M&A, and entrepreneurship. Steve King, welcome. Thanks very much, Robert. Great to be here. Well, let's start at the beginning. How did you get started and what led you to the idea of Alaris? I had been an investment banker in Canada, in uh, Toronto and in Calgary for about 12 years and had advised several private companies on on deals with traditional private equity firms and, and going public uh, transactions and whatnot. And I really didn't feel that there was a good option for that was really designed specifically for entrepreneurs and, and entrepreneurs that wanted to stay in over the long term. Uh, all of the other options were were more short term and focused, especially on the private side, where private equity by their nature really needs to flip a company within a short period of time in order to make their returns and give their money back to their to their shareholders. So uh, I tried to do something different and uh, restructure what private equity could be for Kind of that asset class of uh, of you know long-standing entrepreneurial run and owned businesses. If you had to identify one or two themes that you expect to endure over the medium term that impact your business, what would they be? Well, I, I do think we will uh, gradually start to see some uh, some higher interest rates. I don't think it's going to be anything extraordinary, but um, you know, for us as a as a dividend stock, that has a bit of an impact on us, but it also has a very positive impact, uh, you know, with a slightly inflationary environment. We do get the upside from uh, all of the companies we invest in. We're not debt providers, so we do get uh, good growth upside, which uh, we expect to be uh, quite robust here over the next few years. You're very active in the private markets across North America. When you look at businesses in Canada and U.S., and if you could generalize, what would be the main differences between the two? I think there is, um, I guess I would classify it as a more aggressive entrepreneurial spirit uh, in the U.S. Um, and uh, Canadian companies are, are probably a little bit more conservative uh, in certain times that uh, has done us well as Canadians. But uh, I would say there is kind of, uh, you know, more entrepreneurism, um, more confidence, more aggressiveness amongst in the business community in the U.S. You have, by virtue of your investment track record at Alaris, a pretty good window on entrepreneurs. What are some of the common traits you see among the most successful entrepreneurs that you've encountered? It's passion. It's uh, it's always passion because there is no kind of right way to be an entrepreneur. There's no wrong way. Um, we have just as many entrepreneurs in our system that, that uh, just have a high school degree as we do MBAs. The key common denominator is doing something that you're passionate about and uh, the rest will take care of itself if you've got the work ethic and, uh, and obviously the smarts to, to go for it. Most of our entrepreneurs are, are just self-made that just 
uh, gone into something that they were passionate about and became the best at it. Like I say, uh, high school graduates compared to MBAs uh, in our portfolio of 21 companies, uh, I bet you there's there's three times more people that don't have a high uh, university education compared to those that uh, have uh, postgraduate. So um, it's uh, I think it's a great lesson for a lot of uh, a lot of young people. Is there a different sales cycle or, or approach you need to take to an entrepreneur-led business? There is. When you're raising capital, especially for the first time, uh, it's a very emotional decision. An entrepreneur, in the way he he or she views his business, is not just you know from three steps back. The people that work for you and with you uh, are literally and figuratively family. And uh, so there are a lot of very emotional, personal decisions that need to be made. You have to take, you have to have that mindset. You have to have that understanding that this is not just uh, a numbers transaction. This is a people transaction. In, in businesses that are not owner operated or and also in the public setting, uh, it is more of a, just a, a numbers transaction. I am an entrepreneur. I come from a long line of entrepreneurs in my family. Uh, my grandfather's, my uh, my father. Uh, I'm the fourth of four, and all four of the kids in our family started their own businesses. So I definitely kind of take that mindset into every conversation I have. So how do you win a deal? Yeah, that that that's been the beauty of our of our structure, Robert. Uh, we do something that literally no one else in the world does. So we are the only private equity firm in the world, to our knowledge, and to all the advisors' knowledge that will come in without what they call a put right. A put right is uh, is the private equity firm's option to force a sale. So that takes the the horizon decision, the, the sell or no sell decision away from the entrepreneur and gives that option to the private equity firm. We don't have that right. So an entrepreneur that partners with us, if they want to stay in for 20 years, or if they have sons and daughters that are willing and capable of coming up and uh, taking over the business once they're done, they now have that opportunity. So that's a huge differentiator for us compared to any other private equity firm. The other thing that we do is we we limit our growth. So typically, our preferred shares can only grow by six or seven percent a year. Uh, they can also only go down by six or seven percent a year. So we're getting good downside protection in exchange. But if you're a company that can grow by 20% a year and your equity partner is capped at 7%, the economics of our transaction are far superior to any private equity firm. So to get back to your question, we don't have to be the top bidder to win a deal. And uh, you've seen as, you know, in 13 years now as a, as a public company, we have not materially moved our return expectations. We're still getting 14% cash yields on our preferred shares. We're getting growth on that over the years as well. We get a premium on exit. Those are all metrics that have stayed exactly the same, even though uh, multiples have gone way up in private equity since we started because of the massive influx of capital into the industry. I wouldn't want to be just another regular private equity firm. It's so competitive. There are literally it's over a trillion dollars of uninvested capital out there in the private equity industry in North America. You have to have a differentiator if you don't want to be just the high bidder on every deal. Steve King, CEO of Alaris Equity Partners, thanks so much for your time today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Robert. Note that this podcast is not making an investment recommendation on any companies discussed. We welcome your comments on today's episode or any other episode. 
Connect with us at acumencapital.com.